Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Abibiter State of the Union podcast. We have reached the midway point of the 2044 season. Um, uh, we had a couple of user games here in this part of the year. Uh, we'll see where everybody else is at. Um, jumping right in, let's just go start off with the Browns. In the second quarter of the season, the Browns started off in week five with their bye week. Uh, week six, they lost to the Chargers 35 to nothing at home. Uh, then picked up home wins over the Washington football team and divisional rival Steelers. Um, so two, one, two and one for them through that part of the year uh, puts them at five wins and two losses at this at the midway point of the year um, coming up for them in the third quarter of the season they will have a home date against the Eagles in week nine uh, and then we'll hit the road for four games uh, traveling to Brooklyn to play the Bulls Dallas against the Cowboys Tennessee for the Titans and that will wrap up the third quarter of the season for them. Uh, so five and two at the midway point. Um, doesn't look like in the first half they used any of their user games, so they'll be uh, playing playing some games here coming up in the second half of the season. Um, five and two good position to be in i'm pretty sure that'll probably give them the number once well i take that back they'll be the one or two seed i think there might be one one loss team left in the afc there may not be um gotten both division games against the steelers out of the way both victories so um i do believe the steelers were in third or second maybe second place last time we looked at the division standings so that gives them the tiebreaker over them um so five and two, not not a bad position to be in halfway through the year. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs. Uh, in the second quarter of the season, the Chiefs went two and two. Um, in week five, they lost on the road to the Chargers by ten. Came home or traveled to Cincy in week six and beat the Bengals. Uh, week seven was a big matchup in New England against the Patriots. Um, again, connection issues wreaked havoc with this game. Uh, only took two tries to get it done. Um, the most frustrating part of this go-round was the first game. Uh, Kansas City was going for a development trait for a player in the first game and actually achieved that development trait. Um, it was going to end up being a 23-20 loss to the Patriots. Um, but, you know, getting a player a development trait, especially when it was the superstar, not really going to complain about a three-point loss. Um, 
with 20-ish some seconds to go and the Patriots taking a knee, it desynced and kicked us out. Uh, this is the frustrating part in the stupid decision that the uh, Chiefs made. Um, and that stupid decision was to agree to try to play again. Um, part of you, you know, you sit there and you say, okay, we were so close, you want to, you know, try it again. Um, for the Chiefs, this was a stupid and insane thing to do. Um, you know, everybody knows the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Um, you know, we're in the 25th year of our, you know, franchise. Um, Chiefs have won games against the Patriots. Um, the, the insane part of this on the Chiefs part was in agreeing to try to play the game a second time to get a complete game in is that you you got your if if you just after the first game gone to the commissioner and said okay you know 20 you know 20 seconds to go we're not contesting who was going to win the game it's just you know that I had achieved you know the requirements to get this player his development rate I'm pretty sure the commissioner would have gone, okay, well, you know what, we'll still give, you know, the Patriots, we'll get the win in a simulation and would have hopefully, you know, given you know, given the Chiefs player his development rate that he'd earned. Um, the reason I say agreeing to a second game was stupid is because the minute you start that second game, that agreement would have gone out the window because we were attempting it again. Um, the insane part is where the Chiefs knew playing a second time they were not going to get that development rate. Um, if anything, I have learned from connection issues with the Patriots is that it, it seems that as long as it's a you know back-and-forth game or a fairly decent game, it will at some point kick us from the game. Um, doesn't seem to... I mean, if things are going very rarely, when things are going real well for the Chiefs against the Patriots, you know, they're getting turnovers and scoring touchdowns on offense, and, you know, things just seem to be clicking for the Chiefs. Very rarely does it seem that it lets us complete that game um, without getting, you know, a desync or, you know, your your opponent lost connection or, you know, whatever, whatever happens. Um, same thing kind of goes for games where it's like, oh, well, you know, neither team really apparently can stop the other and they're just trading touchdowns back and forth. Uh, it'll usually kick us out on that. But the minute that, you know, the Patriots kind of seem to get momentum and everything, it's, it's like the computer just says, Oh, well, okay. Patriots are going to win. Just, you know, it, you just get that feeling that everything is going, you know, the other team's way and nothing is working out for you. Um, so that's, that's where I say the insane part comes in because I, this has happened so many times that, you know, the game that we get to complete tends to be a blowout in favor of the Patriots over the Chiefs when some of the other ones that have gotten kicked out were, you know, closer and more, you know, back and forth or even, or even, you know, the Chiefs getting the better, getting the upper hand and, you know, having the, the better game, um, so true to, you know, history in the second game, you know, everything and 
kind of went the Patriots' way. They jumped out to a 14-point lead. Um, Chiefs' first touchdown was a kickoff return that they took back for a touchdown. Um, the Chiefs picked up a meaningless touchdown late in the game. Um, and, you know, we've we've all played each other enough to where we, you know, I'm not, this isn't going to be any anything nobody doesn't already know about the Patriots. Um, with the current roster that they have right now, offensively, they're going to throw it to Hamlin, their tight end, and they're going to throw it to their running back out of the backfield. Those are the two people they spend most of the time throwing the ball to. Um, this time around, they've got this receiver named Jennings that they threw to, so that was kind of a new wrinkle. But nothing that they haven't been doing with similar players for the last however many years we've been doing this or since they've had those players. And it's, you know, some people are like, oh, well, how do they score so many points and you can't beat them? I mean, you know what they're doing. It's like, well, I know what they're doing. Uh, and, and, you know, examples, I can give you plenty of examples of, you know, first game, you know, when it was kind of a back and forth affair and you kind of felt like the, you know, last team to have the ball was going to win. It was a, you know, the Chiefs made plays when they needed to, but, you know, Hamlin is just such a, you know, difficult player to cover that even when, you know, a guy was in position to make a play, it seems like Hamlin will catch the ball. Or, you know, sometimes in games you go to a player quite a bit and then they end up getting hurt because you've, you know, thrown to them four straight plays and then they get hurt. And he just doesn't seem to get hurt. So it's just, you know, little things like that that it's like, you know, you you know the first time you start doing the same thing that your player is going to get hurt and then you don't have that guy anyway. Um, so, you know, that, that to me is the insane part of not having – you know, gone to the commissioner after the first game and maybe hopefully gotten my, you know, player his development rate that I'd I'd got for him instead of attempting a second game that I knew wasn't going to work out the way I wanted it to as far as getting him a trait and then, you know, having it follow the same old loss. Um, the other frustrating, frustrating thing is, you know, again, it is what it is. But, you know, late in the game, knowing you're winning and then you go get a meaningless touchdown in the, on the last drive of the game when you can just kneel the ball and kill the clock. Um, the frustrating part about that wasn't so much, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, you know, as a defense, it's still your job to stop them. And it's like, and you're right. I said the frustrating part about that is, is then after it's all over, it's like, oh, yeah, sorry about that touchdown. It's like, you yeah, bullshit. Uh, if, you, if you didn't intend to go get the touchdown, you wouldn't have been trying to get it in the first place. Um, so things like that just, you know, make this frustrating and kind of have kind of got me to the point where I just want to say, you know what, as far as, you know, developing my players and getting them stats, it might just be best if these games be simulated. It's not fun to do it that way, but it's not doing, you know, players that I want to develop any good to have games where I think in this game I had 73 yards of offense. I'm not going to develop any of my players doing that shit. If we'd have simulated the game, they'd have done better than that. Maybe not by much, but they'd at least have done better enough to maybe, you know, get a development point or something out of the game. Uh, so anyway, that's enough about that. Uh, in week eight, the Chiefs picked up a victory over the Jets in New York. Uh, coming up in the third quarter of the season for the Chiefs, they will have their bye week in week nine. 
Uh, they will have their second head-to-head user game against the Panthers in Week 10 at home. Uh, then they'll have the Raiders at home go to New Orleans to play the Saints and then come back home to play the Falcons. Um, un- unfortunately, uh, we'll get to that when we get to injuries. Um, so 4-3-1 four, four, and one at the midway point of the season is definitely better than where Kansas City was at this time last year. Um, and we'll see where that puts them in the division. They were they were in second behind the Broncos, uh, and I know the Broncos said after losing to the Chiefs, lost a couple of games, so they might still be on a losing losing streak. So Kansas City may have taken the lead. I don't know. We'll look at that here in a minute. Um, moving on to the Patriots in the second quarter of the season, the Patriots went three and one. Uh, in week five, they picked up a home loss to the Dolphins. Week six, they used one of their user games and beat the Bills. Uh, week seven, they beat the Chiefs. And then week eight, they went to Oakland and beat the Raiders. Um, so looks like they're at four and three at the halfway mark of the season. Uh, coming up in the third quarter for the Patriots in week nine they will have a home game against the Cardinals Uh, week 10 they will take their bye week week 11 they will go to San Francisco to play the Niners week 12 at home against the Rams and then week 13 they'll go to New York and play the Jets in a division game Um, so it looks like at least for them the toughest game in that uh, stretch would be the Cardinals Uh, maybe the four maybe the Rams and even, I guess, maybe the 49ers. I think all three of those teams made the playoffs in the NFC last year, I think, or at least contended at one point. Um, So, interesting stretch. Looks like maybe in the latter part of the season in the fourth quarter is when they'll have most of their division games. Um, So it could be an interesting fourth quarter of the season for the Patriots. Um, So we'll kind of... See how that goes. We'll jump over and look at standings real quick for the AFC. In the AFC North, the Browns are still in the lead at 5-2. and two. Uh, The Bengals are in second at 3-4, and four, followed by the Steelers at 3-5, and five, and the Ravens at 2-5 and five in fourth. Um, so the Browns have probably led that division from the beginning, so they're still in that spot. Um which is pretty much, I think, where everybody would expect them to be. Uh, moving on to the AFC East, uh, the Patriots at 5-3 and three are currently tied with the Bills at 5-3. and three. Um, It's got the Patriots ahead of the Bills. Um, I think they've maybe played already once, in, or they already played once in the Patriots won. Um, the Dolphins are in third at 3-3, three and three, and then the Jets in last at 3-4. and four. Um, so, yeah, that with this division being this close, that last quarter of the season for the Patriots could be kind of pivotal. Uh, looking at the AFC West, uh, the Chiefs have taken the lead in the AFC West at 4-3-1. Uh, the Broncos are in second at 3-4 and four and are currently on a four-game losing streak. Um, they are still ahead of the Chargers, who are 3-4. and four and have won three in a row, and then the Raiders are bringing up 
last place at one and six. Um, so that's that's make makes the Chiefs feel better that they're at least not in the spot that the Raiders are in right now, which is where they were last year. They're leading the division right now. Uh, most of their division games will be coming. Their rematches will be coming in the last part of the season as well. Um, only having played the Patriots and only using one of their user games, uh, division games might be where, um, with the Panthers coming up, that might be where the other two games go is, you know, division games. Um, hopefully to widen their division lead uh, or maybe to at least stay in contention for the division. Um, if the playoffs started right now at the halfway point, the Browns would be the one seed at five and two. The Patriots, no shocker here, would be the two seed at five and three. Um, then the Titans would be the three seed at five and three. Uh, the Chiefs would be the four seed at four and three. And then the Bills and Titans, or the Bills and Brooklyn Bulls, would be the two wild card teams going into the playoffs right now. Um, so, you know, at the halfway point, looks like the three users in the AFC are sitting in pretty good position to make the playoffs. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of football left to go and some user games to go that might, you know, have, have an effect on things. Um, so moving on to the NFC, we'll look at the Packers and Panthers. as I can get there uh, starting with the Packers let's see in the second quarter of the season the Packers went 0-3 uh, in week 5 they lost at home to the Titans week 6 they lost at home to the Vikings and then in week 7 they lost at home to the Panthers um, week 8 was their bye week um, so after after you know three game losing streak that bye week is probably pretty welcome. Um, so at the midway point that puts the Packers at three and four. Um, so Packers will have a little bit of work to do coming up in the second half of the season to get themselves back into the playoffs. I mean I suppose at three and four they could still be in the playoffs. Um, Looking at the third quarter of the season for the um, Packers, uh, they'll be on the road for four straight games. Uh, they will go to Indy to play the Colts in Week 9, uh, to the Texans in Week 10, to the Bears in Week 11, to the Blues in Week 12, and then in Week 13 they will finally return home to play the Lions in Lambeau. Um, so a couple of division games in that stretch, um, which will probably be pretty, pretty big games for them. Probably need to be victories at this point. Um, I'm not sure how the Colts are doing this year or the Texans. Um, but I imagine probably out of that stretch, the two division games are the most important. 
Um, so hopefully after the after the bye week, the Packers can you know, go on a little bit of a winning streak and uh, get back on the right side of 500. Uh, moving on to the Panthers. Uh, in the second quarter of the season, the Panthers went 2-2. Two and two. Um, In week five, they picked up a victory over the Broncos in a user game. Week six, they went to New Orleans and lost to the Saints in a division matchup. Week seven, defeated the Packers. And then in week eight, lost to the Lions at home. Um, So five five and three. Not a bad spot to be in at the midway point. Uh, coming up in the third quarter, the Panthers have their bye week in week nine. And then week ten, have their matchup with the Chiefs at home, or no, at Kansas City. And then week 11, they'll travel to L.A. to play the Rams. And then in weeks 12 and 13, they will return home to play the Bears in uh, Division Rival Saints. Um, so it looks like for the Panthers in the third quarter of the season, the two big games for them are going to be the Chiefs in the division game against the Saints. Um, we'll go take a look at their standings at the moment. Um... Let's see. For the NFC North, the Bears are leading the division at six and one. Uh, the Packers are in second at three and four. Um, definitely got quite a bit of work to do to make up that three-game gap, but halfway through the year, they can easily probably get it done. Um, plus, if any of the other users play the Bears that and beat them, that could help the Packers out. Uh, the Lions are in. Third at three and four behind the Packers, uh, and then the Vikings are in last at three and five. Um, so, like I said, Packers got a little bit of work to do, but plenty of time to you know climb back into the race. I uh, didn't really look and see if the Panthers game may have been the first user game the Packers had, so they could very well still have three to go. Um, looking at the NFC South, the Panthers at five and three are leading their division. Um, the Falcons are in second place at four and three, followed by the Saints at four and four, and the Blues rounding out the division at two and five. Um, so good, good spot for the Panthers to be in. Uh, if the playoffs started today for the NFC. The Rams would be the number one seed at six and one. And the Bears would be number two at six and one. Uh, the Cowboys would be three at six and one. And then the Panthers would be four at five and three. And then the Cardinals and it looks like Falcons would get the wild card spots. So as of right now, if the playoffs started today, the Packers would be out. Um, as I said, I imagine coming out of the bye week, the Packers will, you know, either get a couple of guys back. I think they got one of their injured guys back. Um, so they'll get them back and, you know, I'm, I'm sure coming out of the bye week, they'll right the ship, so to speak, and get themselves back into, into the playoffs. Um, going to look at injuries. 
let's see. I'm gonna guess the Browns probably. Ooh, the Browns actually have an injury. They don't usually have that. Uh, their 29-year-old tight end Sal Siena is out for one week with a pulled groin. Um, so not real. He must have got hurt sometime within the last, you know, in the second quarter of the season since our last podcast because he wasn't on here last time. Um, but that means, you know, it wasn't a very long injury either way. Um, if he's only got one week left, um, not really, not really sure how big of a role he's playing with the Browns right now. Um, so probably not a huge impact to them. Uh, moving on to the Chiefs, uh, their corner that was injured earlier in the year, he's out for two more weeks with a dislocated ankle. And the one thing that could very well hurt the Chiefs for a little bit is their starting quarterback, Skyler Wood, ended up apparently against the Jets picking up a dislocated ankle. Um, so thankfully the bye week kind of comes in an opportune time um you would really like to have him for the game against the panthers but welcome to the nfl uh so at least he'll be back for the stretch run of the season so hopefully you know they can kind of stay the course and not maintain their position in front of the division and you know hopefully not lose it um so after the bye week which is this week and week nine, he's out four. So in three weeks after the Panthers game, he'll be back for the Chiefs. Um, Chiefs still have plenty of weapons for the backup to throw to. And, you know, they still got one of the best running backs in the league for him to hand the ball off to. Um, but you still don't want to, especially in your second year quarterback, you don't want to see him get hurt and miss, miss time. And thankfully it looks like he won't miss much. Uh, moving on to the Patriots, they have nobody on the injury report, so we'll go to the Packers. The Packers are healthy. Um, all of their injured players have returned. And the Panthers, uh, Phil Burrell is out for one more week. Um, so that means he'll be back for the Chiefs game. Um, and then their rookie running back, Bernard Hambrick, will be out for two more weeks, so... He will miss the Chiefs game, but we'll be back the week after that. Um, from what I saw of the Panthers-Packers game, they've still got a their their backup is still a decent guy. So, as much as I'm sure they'd like to have Hambrick back, they obviously haven't probably missed a whole lot with their backup. Um, and that's where we are for the midway point of the 2044 season. Um, thanks for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time.